Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Stephen the Warman Writes Kickfighting Podcast Show. I'm your host, Stephen the Warman. You are listening to this podcast in various ways. Uh, I usually post my blog, lordgaul.podbean.com, on both my Twitter, which is Stephen the Warman, or uh, also my Facebook, Stephen Wright. I usually post them there. And then, of course, the most efficient way to get the show is by entering. Uh, Warman Kickfighting Show into the iTunes search engine. So first, please forgive me. I cannot stress you guys how busy the last month has been for me. And then the other part was just me being too picky, trying to find what was the best time to put out a podcast and in doing so, missing every possible opportunity to put it out at the right time. You know, I just, weeks had gone by and I remember there'd be two weeks in a row where I was like, all right, I got to get it in. And then I was busy. Then I was like, all right, I got to get it in. And then it'd become Friday and I go to, I want to drop on a Friday. Do I want to drop on a Saturday knowing fights are coming out? I'm going to wait till Monday comes around. And then I'll be super busy because it's Monday. And I just started to realize over and over, I started to set myself up for failure and never getting this in. So I apologize. Um, I will do my best to be weekly with it because I know a lot of you guys really like kickboxing and you know it's a down year in kickboxing, you know, uh, uh, and uh, I know my podcast gives you some kickboxing content uh, and, you know, I'm definitely excited about, you know, cards that are coming up, but a few things removed. I'm going to talk about the glory card that would have originally been this weekend. That's going to be... um, uh, moved to November now and that date's locked in and they also have venue and everything locked in for that. So uh, it's just this COVID world has made kickboxing a, a little bit more difficult. It's going to make my year in kickfighting highlight a lot easier, when, a lot easier when I do that. But um, as always, I'm excited and grateful that I've got a podcast and that you guys are listening and we'll do our best to start pushing it out there. Also, I'm, I've decided that I'm going to start doing some themed shows again um the new one that i want to do is i want to start revisiting old kickboxing shows the entire shows and i'm going to have different guests on so i'm going to reach out to different people in the kickboxing world we'll both watch it and then i'll break the show down from that view and uh i think i'm going to start off with champions versus champions because that was uh champions versus champions too because that was probably one of the bigger events that i went to live in my life uh and it was in the western hemisphere it was in my part of the world so uh it was really really cool so i definitely want to check that out so we'll go looking at you know champions version champions versus champions 2 will be the first one that i break down so let's go ahead and get into some of the results that have taken place over the past week uh i've got some one championship here patch morakot defeats magnus anderson uh tko by punches good good time uh good offense the big thing with Pesh Morikot is he's having a really good year. You know what I'm saying? He's a candidate for fighter of the year if you want to talk about it. Now, clearly, a lot of people are going to connect the Petrosian fights to him, but that was last year. This year, he's got a vid, you know, victory over Yotzin Klai. And again, we, we're not sure how much is left there for Yotzin Klai. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, we still love him. Still want to see him compete at a high level. But Pesh Morikot getting this victory and, and stopping... Um, you know, the victory by stoppage is really, really huge. Now, of course, for one championship for you guys that don't know, right now what's going on is uh, the kickboxing world is uh, the one championship. It's pretty much doing shows 
just in Thailand without a crowd. So the people who they're using are local fighters. So if there's a Western fighter that, that you see the name of, like Magnus Anderson here, it's because they're already in Thailand. They have not reached out, been flying people in quite yet. They're still waiting that out. And, you know, hopefully that, that it'll come, you know, it'll come and pass. Like, like uh, uh, you know, hopefully the world will start its healing next year. And, of course, they say the vaccine is... Uh, you know, in its trial stages of getting tested. And, you know, even here in America, our radio shows are playing commercials for people who could, you know, if you wanted to make some money, you can go be one of the people that are, um, uh, you know, part of the uh, test group. And then they want to drop it and, you know, December, and then hopefully they will go to places that need it more first and then work their way to, you know, first world later. But like, uh, because of that, they've been a little bit slower to fly people in. They've been trying to keep mostly locals. So definitely appreciate um, that uh, one championships doing shows, but understand if you're seeing these kind of matchups and you're like, hey, why isn't this guy going against someone different? It's because of the, you know, what they're trying to work through. Uh, so congratulations to Petch Morcott, uh, who gets a victory and retains his Muay Thai championship in their featherweight division. Kickboxing, we had Captain uh, D Academy gets a um, very, very quick one round or one punch KO over um, uh, Pechenong. Uh, it's just literally, it was six seconds. He comes out, um, they touch gloves, moves into position, sends the dagger, and that's it. Not a lot to go off of, but it's going to be a really, really cool one to add for the year in kickboxing highlight. Just really, really quick, straight to it, first punch. Let's go home. Great stuff there by Capitan. Um, other than that, we have Felipe Lope, uh, Lobo getting a victory over uh, Yad Pandom uh, Rung, which is very, very important. A split decision. It's important because we got to have more foreigners winning. And I know um, for Thailand, and uh, you know, you look at their history, you look at stuff like um, uh, uh, Thai fight. And the buzz and the, the, the stardom and the crowd that, that came from athletes who competed on there. And then there was just this big honor for people to just come in and get mopped up by some of the best ties in the country. Um, if one championship is going to sustain itself as an entity that the world wants to pay attention to, then they've got to have more European stars. So George Petrosian wins the tournament. Of course, they're invested there. And, you know, they're um, right now they're lightweight division is fire you know what i'm saying they've done a really good job it's just going to be how they put those fights together so excited to see how that happens moving forward but felipe lopo winning goes a long way for accomplishing um what is very important and in it's international stars especially in this downtime so uh, also yurik uh uh defton Gets a victory over uh, Bang Plinoy. Uh, that one also was um, with the boxing. I believe that was Muay Thai. I didn't catch that one. I've just got the results of this one. Uh, but that was a second round victory uh, with these seven seconds into the round. So next one I'm going to talk about. Punksery, uh PK Sanchai Jim gets a victory over Sean Clancy. Same thing, Clancy's there, gets the opportunity against Punksery, just Punksery too much, more skilled. Uh, Sam does some good things, and, you know, especially if you look at his European resume, he's got some solid wins, uh, you know, made the trip to Thailand and building his resume, just ran into a better guy here in Punksery. Um, next fight, I'm going to talk about kickboxing. Superlek gets a victory over Fadi Khaled. Um, Superlek, we've talked about him for years and years and years on this show. He's a talent. He's a talent. I'm. Ex he's he's going to make money until he's done. You know, I'm not sure 
if we will ever give him the international renown that, you know, we've got from some other ties. You know, your Yolton Klaas and Brokaws are in very, very, and Sanchez, they're kind of in different stratospheres in terms of how the international world sees them as kickboxers and Muay Thai fighters. Um, so I don't know if that's going to be accomplished by Superlek, but getting wins and getting this uh, promotion definitely goes a long way. Next up, we're going to talk about Supergirl. And Supergirl uh, uh, gets a KO victory over uh, Milagros Lopez. Knockout in first round. A uh, couple knockdowns before the finishing shot. The thing with Supergirl, of course, is how do they move her? And this is extremely important. She does have a good, you know, door neck, uh, girl next door look. Um, she's very, very talented. The thing is... Thank, I mean, mostly it looks like she's focused more on the stand-up game. And I think that's a good good thing, you know, because um, if she's going to be successful, you know, and again, everybody's got their different opinions here. Um, they've going to have to pace how she fights. So Stamp Fairtex, for example, uh, you know, uh, we're going to talk about Stamp. I'll always do it now. Stamp lo- uh, loses to Alicia Helen Rodriguez, uh, but majority decision. Okay. On the same card, Wonder Girl got another KO over Queso Carlos, uh, TKO stoppage, Dr. Stoppage, and so she's building the wins. The problem with Stamp is they feel like they have a star, so now they're rolling her out there all the time. So she's fighting twice a month, whereas other girls are actually able to prepare for them, you know, prepare for her. So in her losing the kickboxing title, you know, um, uh, you know, earlier this year, it kind of, you know, you have somebody who, you know, American kickboxer, they had a very, very close first fight. And next thing you know, um, she loses a decision close or, you know, like I didn't think it was as close, but she loses a decision. And um, we move on from that decision victory to her fighting again in another month. She before she lost her title in kickboxing, I believe it was two weeks before it that she had uh, what was it, uh, MMA fight, and then she had that, and then she fought again. So I feel like maybe they're treating her as if she's just a tie in the regional scene where you got to fight every three or four weeks, uh, you know, to kind of help your family out, whatever. But you know, she's emerged from you know the girl in Buffalo Girls documentary, she's emerged from that, gotten you know, older, stronger, very talented, and given herself the opportunity, put herself in really entertaining fights, all action star, got with fair text, got with good management. They're giving her the opportunity to be a star. But the problem is they're not letting it breathe enough, so we're seeing too much of her. And also her opposition is just sitting around waiting for the opportunity to get that call. So when they get the call, they're ready to hop in there and win and compete at a high level, uh, whereas she is just expected to be A-class in both, you know, kickboxing, MMA, and Muay Thai, and they're all three different sports. So when she's running to some losses, it was just natural. What else was going to happen? So I feel like... That, along with just, you know, the the buzz of her, you know, Rotang, you know, breakup and stuff like that, she has unfortunately fallen into this this category where her buzz was so high a year ago and it has slowed so much this year. And that's unfortunate. We don't want that for anybody. You know, we, we want everybody to be excited about the kickboxing product and the star coming around the corner and I just felt like oversaturation has slowed her momentum which brings us to wonder girl 
not only is Wonder Girl winning, she's stopping people. Uh, as I mentioned before, her good look. They've got to get some separation in her, her, her compete time. Maybe at least, you know, they do a lot of shows. So at least every eight weeks, you know what I'm saying? Like, go ahead and let a month go by so that we can be excited about the next fight. Also, a tournament of some sort is going to help. You know what I'm saying? Also, of course, at some period of time, she's got to meet Stan Fairtex. You know, like, like, like you've got to do things to build her brand. And right now, people don't know who she's beating, so they can't get behind them. So I'm a big, I'm a big professional wrestling fan. I also promote professional wrestling shows along with kickboxing, boxing, and so on. When I do my fight shows... It's important that my local fans understand that someone from their neighborhood's going out to compete. Let's see how they do. You know, that's the draw to it. If I do a professional wrestling show, I have a similar feel, but I'm like, people want to come because they're drawn in by a character uh, and they want either this person to lose in front of them or this person to win in front of them. There's a draw there. Right now, Wonder Girl is in this position where clearly people want her to win, but they're only going to be intrigued by her if they're worried that she's going to lose. And I think that's what we need more of. And I think that's what makes a star. Uh, right now, they're building the brand. You've got this person that comes in, they're going to kill you. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'll never forget this. Ronda Rousey was, you know, one of her title defenses. Uh, someone, I'm sitting there and I'm watching it at Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, kind of a, a wing place here in America where we go get our chicken wings and food. And, you know, you know how we get down in America. We likes it. We likes our fat food. And I'm sitting there and I'm eating it. And uh, this guy is reaches over to me in a fight that Ronda was, you know, I was a clear, clear favorite in. And he goes, man, this girl she's going against from Brazil is undefeated. I think this girl's got a shot. And then that's when I realized how big of a star Ronda was. The hype machine had gotten local people to believe that the person that was going to go against her had a chance this time. When in truth, that person did not have a chance. So if they are not doing their part in terms of selling her as this character that could possibly be beaten this next time, then the only thing they can sell is this is a person that's going to maim everyone that puts in front of you. That's only going to last for so long. At some period of time, we've got to see her tested and we've got to be worried if she's going to win. But other than that, Wonder Girl is just part of this next generation. You know, we... We always want to know what's coming around the corner. And right now it's looking like it's her. So hopefully she can keep doing good things in the Muay Thai world. Um, returning to that. Uh, nope, it's MMA for the rest of that card. So I can move on. Um, I mentioned the Stamp Fair Tex Lawson. You guys heard pretty much my breakdown of that. Has all the tools to be a star. I wonder if it helps her win-loss record a little bit more. If they just slow things down, let her fight every seven weeks, every eight weeks, as opposed to every month, you know, like just change it up a little bit. Also on that card, um, Rodlek gets a victory over uh, Kulubdam uh, in a close decision in the band white uh, final. Um, Kulubdam, of course, is a regular in the Thai scene. And again, two Thai fighters, very, very good. Uh, not a lot of buzz, of course, because there's no crowd there, but good win for Rudlick, and we'll see what happens moving forward. Um, also, we have, oh uh, gosh, where was that? 
Nope, found it. Uh, Soi Thai gets a victory over Hong Ding, uh, TKO, body shot. And then Yod uh, Kai Ku gets a victory over, uh, Yod Kai Ku Fairtex gets a victory over Alisid with a low kicks. Very fun one to watch if you get an opportunity. Y O D K A I K A E W uh, Fairtex. If you want to see cool leg kick stoppage, you will see Mr. Fairtex go to work. You know, another guy from that stable. Um, They've really, really taken advantage of a lot of the opportunities given to them by um, one championship. So good job and shout out to Fairtex. Moving on, we're going to go to the tournament and uh, the card that was put together a couple uh, about mm, three weeks ago, I want to say, uh, by K1. And they put some really good stuff together. I'll go ahead and slowly work through this. Um, the reserve, if I remember correctly, is Riki uh, as he defeats Kato uh, Yamawaki, 30-29, uh, 30-29, and 29-28. And then I believe we get into our tournament field after that. Let me double check. I want to make sure that I have this right. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm in it. Okay. Neko uh, Takahashi defeats uh, Ryota Ishida, 30-28, 30-29, 29-28 on uh, the cards. Uh, Naoki is solid. Want to see more. Not sold either way, but I, I definitely want to see more. Yuta Kuroda gets a victory over Hiroki Mutsu. Uh, you meant Yana's decision there. Kinsey Kondo, he's, uh, who's someone who we've talked about on the show before, uh, gets a TKO. Uh, one second in the third round. One second, I believe, left in the third round, if I'm remembering that correctly. Uh, Tetsu uh, defeats Narafumi Nishimoto by unanimous decision, 30-28, 30-29, and 30-28 on the cards. Tetsu, we'll expect to hear his name a lot. That's that's a regular for sure on the um, uh, K-1 scene. Suji Kawarada uh, gets a victory over Seiya Aoda. Um, 30-29 on all three cards. Uh, Teo Ashi, um, Asahisa, who we've mentioned before, gets a KO victory over Hiroki. Uh, that was in the second round, 50 seconds in. I, I think Asahisa is a solid fighter, but not anyone that I would be like, greatness is coming that way. You know, just no offense. Uh, I just don't feel that that's happening. Um... And then also, as I go through this card, I am, I checked my notes wrong. This was not a tournament, just a bunch of single fight showcases. But, um, um, Asahi, uh, excuse me, Asahisa, solid talent. Excited to see him in the card. Good KO victory. I am not sure if I see the ceiling quite yet, so we'll just wait it out. Hitoshi Sujim, uh, uh, Shigemoto gets a victory over Saka, uh, Saki Kato, uh, extension round 10 8. Um, Again, two solid guys who I think more fill the middle of the pack, not the top of it, but really, really good stuff there. Jin Horiyama gets a victory over Fukashi uh, Mizutani, and that was 30-24. I believe there was two knockdowns, maybe three knockdowns in each round. Like, it was a... I'm not sure why they wouldn't have just stopped this, uh, but they just kind of kept letting it go, uh, and... Um, Hiroyama just continued to put the beat down on. Um, shout out to Mizutani for going the distance, but 30-24, it's rare to see something like that. That's two knockdowns in each round. So shout out for, for getting up every single time. So we move on. Uh, Hiromi Oujima gets a KO victory over uh, Racing 
Warasarek, uh, excuse me, Warasakrek. Uh, I've mentioned this gym before. They are like the Fairtex gym in uh, Japan. So uh, they produce athletes here and there, but none of them have had the run of like a cool Fairtex or something like that, whatever. Just solid guys uh, outside of that. Good, entertaining guys for the most part. Now, they're not playing the game and waiting out decisions. So good victory there for Hiromi. And then we move on to Koyorobe as he gets a victory over Yodo uh, Shinohara by extension round. Closer than I would like because you guys all know Koyorobe is one of my kids. Um, he's such a talent. And I thought that Yudo uh, Shinohara came with a good game. You know, good game plan, stayed in front of him, uh, really, really um, had some good exchanges. Didn't, you know, they, they kept the fight close, hard earned by Koyorobe. Uh, Shinohara re- Hara really impressed me, so I'm excited to see more of him moving forward. Miho Takanashi gets a victory over Mio uh, uh, Tamura. Um, Miho Ta- uh Excuse me, uh, Takanashi. I'm curious to see how her development happens. So I'm going to slow it down. I'm not going to jump the gun, but just it's a good win uh, and uh, talented. And I know that it's all about the next star. So I'm really curious how she's developed. So I'm going to wait that out. Um, now, not saying that she's star, just saying good victory. Let's see how it's built upon. Takuru gets a, you know, exhibition with Casey Monsega. Of course, Everything leads to the Leona Pettis fight coming up. Of course, uh, it was um, Pettis called him out and uh, Takuru was there in the corner for someone else. And then he said, let's do it. So that's going down in November. I'm excited about the live shows coming up in November. Um, Kazuman Sega back in the day was a legit fun guy to watch uh, for K1. Uh, It started messing with MMA a little bit, but uh, I thought that that was going to be a fight for years to come like like our, our, a, a solid fighter in kickboxing for years to come he had just okay you know what i'm saying okay run i didn't think he'd be great i just thought he'd be a regular uh and um he did have an okay moment whereas takuru you know lord of war like still one of the you know top three kickboxers on the planet all action hero uh you, you will see it if you go down a facebook wall every time he fights about a week two weeks out a lot of people are going to be in there posting saying this is the guy you know what i'm saying this is the number one kickboxer in the world so shout out to him exhibition that's a k1 thing uh japan thing they like those i'd rather him just go live i actually feel the different about him i would be fine with him competing on every k1 card because they're so spread out but um They've done a good job. I think he gets paid all right, so the gaps aren't really killing him. But, I mean, he's a 30-year-old guy who has the look and a feel of a, you know, teenage guy, early 20s. And, you know, I'm excited to see more of him fighting. And him and Pettis, that's going to go a long way towards his legacy. It actually, it's in a funny way, I wonder if it'd be better if he lost and then won later. But we'll see. Tetsuya uh, Subaka Hara. Hara. Gets a victory over Yuki Agawa by majority decision. Uh, that's a big win for Tatsuya. I mean, Agawa, we're, we're used to, I bring up on this podcast several times, but uh, hopefully this isn't a one off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hopefully this is something that we can build on. Uh, uh, Subikihara is a talented fighter, and this was a close fight. There's a 30 30 scorecard. 3029 or 3028. So we're going to see if they can, you know, if we could build on this, but solid win over a solid name. 
And then finally, Hideki Yamazaki defeats Rikio Ampo by knockout in the first round. Yamazaki has had a solid career of getting some upsets. He's got a Masaki Nori upset. He, you know, the Ampo here. Again, I don't know if it's upset in terms of those guys are just way better than him and then he fought beyond his abilities. But he has this knack for winning a big one and then disappearing for a year and then winning a big one. Uh, hopefully Yamazaki can, you know, as he has now the 65 kg title holder, maybe he can build on this with a solid defense. But history would show that is not what's going to happen with him. You know, he's going to fight and be at the top and be gone like that quick. Like, so hopefully he can build on that and, you know, we'll have a different finish. We'll go ahead and mention a couple of other ones. We have Masahashi uh, um, uh, Kimura, uh, Kimura gets a victory over Genji Taito for the 55-kilogram title, 30-27 on all three cards. Uh, I'm, I can't remember the date of this, uh, this crush event. Uh, I can't remember the date of it, but uh, it was another one that had some results that I had to get to you guys. Uh, Sora Sizu gets a victory over Shino. Kato Okum, uh, Okajima gets a victory over Kiyohishi Hayashi by knockout. Riku Murasaka gets a victory over Rikiya uh, Yamura. And then we have Shihinyu, uh, Shihei Shuhei Kumura gets victory over Deki by KO. Third round, uh, Takeya Agura gets victory over Lira by knockout as well in the second round. Uh, let me see. I think I said Tomoya Yokoyama gets a victory over Yuma Seiko. Uh, and then the last one is Katara Shimama, excuse me, Shimano gets a victory over Jane Paisano by knockout. So I believe I got all of that crush event. Um, if I missed a fight, bear with me. Uh, so before we move on, I, you know, really want to take the time to talk about kind of glory and some of the things that they've had to do. I think because their return was going to be in um, Europe, they were going to run into some obstacles if the COVID situation wasn't exactly what everybody wanted. But, you know, it, it, you know, was a little bit of a struggle, but it appears that they're back at it. And that's really cool. You know, in the end, we want to, um, we want the best kickboxers in the world to compete and make money. And this is a downtime for everybody. So we really, really are hoping that we could turn this into something successful. The thing that I worried about, of course, is when shows move, the fan base is just, you know, man, maybe we should watch MMA instead, or maybe we should box boxing instead, and one championship, and, you know, it's just, sometimes it's just about doing things that are obvious, but people aren't so, you know, familiar with, you know, and by that, I mean, you've got these wonderful opportunities to, uh, put on good shows. We've got these wonderful opportunities to um, keep the kickboxing world going. But because of COVID, you're not confident in it. And if you try to do it in Europe, it doesn't matter if you're confident in it or not. If the government's not confident in it, you're not going to do the show. So we ran into that wall. And that meant 
okay, we'll look at MMA. They figured out a way to do it. You know what I'm saying? So people look at the UFC. Look at one championship. They figured out a way to do it. So then people lose hope. And they, they, they are like, all right, well, why isn't this promotion doing anything? And should we have our eyes somewhere else? And that's just the nature of how things always work. You know, uh, clearly this was a year that nobody expected. Nobody expected the difficulties that came with this uh and who knows this is something that i'll be telling my kids about you know down the road when i have kids uh, that there was this period of time that did this to the sporting world but we want to move forward from it so <clears throat> glory set to have a show on the first weekend of october and two back-to-back shows had to postpone and because of that postponement, uh, they made a decision to move their card. And again, I won't talk about the card, you know, full, you know what I'm saying? I just want to talk about it in terms of um, results, you know, or, or excuse me, in terms of matchups. But I'll break those matchups down much better when I get much closer to it. So going to that glory card and uh, the first thing I want you guys to note is there is a tournament. With heavyweights, and of course, we all love the heavyweights, uh, but it's um, uh, Arkadiusk Warzik, who we've seen fight several times, uh, had the loss to Benjamin Attic Bowie, had the victory over um, Demario De Dennis, uh, good tall guy, good athlete, good low kicks. Um, he takes on Levy Rickers, uh, uh, who we've seen a lot if you follow Infusion. Uh, he also fought in the... Uh, um, uh, Melvin uh, Manhoff's league, you know, as far as uh, kickboxing there right in the country. So, solid name there. Uh, Nordin Mahedon, uh, another guy who we've seen in glory before, goes against Antonio Plazabot. Antonio will be one of the early favorites for this heavyweight tournament. Very skilled guy. Clear, Very curious to see um, how that one finishes. He's a very good good talent. Uh, we have um, Cedric Dumbe will be defending against Mirtha Grunhart. Of course, Mirtha Grunhart, big year. Uh, talked about how he is now um, at Vaz Gym after leaving Mike's Gym. He's with Mike Pissignor from the very beginning. For those of you who've seen my kickboxing documentary, he came out and he said... Um, he wasn't, uh, he's just a tough guy. Heard about Mike. Mike invited him to his gym. He went to the gym to prove he was tough. He quickly found out that he was not tough. Stayed with them. They had a great run. Uh, won a lot of fights, but he decided to move on. He's now training under Ivan Hippolyte, and I'm curious to see what that relationship will produce. Uh, Cedric Dumbay, of course, one of the best kickboxers walking into the planet. If he's not in your top three, your top three is probably wrong. Cedric's very talented. It'll be a lot of fun to break that fight down a little bit more when we get closer. Then the uh, finale will happen right after that, and then the main event will be Badahari versus Benjamin Attic Bowie. Uh, it's looking at fourteen ninety nine on the Glory page, as far as for those of you who want to watch the uh, November seventh pay per view. But it should be a lot of lot of good stuff. Uh, Joseph Van uh, Belzen and uh, Damon Johansson is a undercard fight. Uh, as you can notice, most of these are all European guys that are pretty close. In fact, you know and. Uh, um, travel so hopefully they're able to put that card together and everything will run smooth and i think that they've done it the right way in terms of separating um a crowd and finding a studio and you could do it's just so much easier with covid testing everything to have it all in one area uh so congrats to them and hopefully that date is confirmed and stays with it we wrap the show up by talking about uh the of course the darling of the future of Japanese combat sports in Tenzin Nasukawa, 
He stays unbeaten uh, as he gets a victory over Keijo Tanaka. Uh, still, you know, talented guy. Um, I will wrap the show up talking about him. Let me go ahead and run out a couple of results. Teishi um, Hirotsuka gets a victory by second by left hook in the second round over Yuki uh, Natagawa. Um, we also have, uh, let me see, there's some MMA mix in here, so I'm trying to separate them. Mitsuki Ibada, of course, is a regular for the brand. He gets a victory over Rasta by United's decision. Uh, and I believe that is it for kickboxing. Okay, just want to get those in. So, Tenshin Nazakawa gets a victory over Koji uh, Tanaka. The reason why it's important to me that we see Tenshin keep winning, it's because we've got to keep fattening those cows up. It's very important to the brand of kickboxing. I, I said it earlier. If Nicholas Pettis, or, or excuse me, if a Leona Pettis, Nicholas Pettis is, you know, uh, heavyweight, uh, older heavyweight that, uh, if Leona Pettis gets a victory over Takura, it's only going to be big if Takura stays, t- Takura stays in Japan and stays in K1 and then they could do it again. You know, they could do it two, three times and we can have a good series out of it. I just say that that's big for it if it could stay there. You know, if they end up in K1, we can't make the fight happen. As far as the Tenshin Nasukawa fight happening with Takuru, it is only going to be big if he keeps staying undefeated. If they both keep winning like crazy and then they meet one day, they have the potential to put on the best fight since... You know, I want to say Kid Yamamoto and Masato. I want to say rating-wise, that's probably one of the, the the elite, elite draws as far as kickboxing in Japan has ever gone. Um, clearly, when they do that, we need to have crowds back. Okay, they can't be rushing to that. And I've, I watch, you know, uh, New Japan, so I watch uh, wrestling, professional wrestling. And so they're starting to do some things with crowds. But in order for that fight to maintain, Tenshin Nasukawa's got to keep winning, keep doing the Tenshin Nasukawa thing. And then at some period of time, they got to get together and uh, do it in a year or so. You know, now then Takura is getting older, so we don't want to wait forever. But we do want it to happen and we do want them to be undefeated and as ready to go as possible. So hopefully we'll see that and, uh, you know, we'll keep pushing this kickboxing game. I'll be back next week with a breakdown of Champions versus Champions. I'm going to reach out and try to find a co-host from that. Maybe I'll fight to find somebody on the card. But other than that, God bless. Thanks, everybody, for listening to my podcast, and I wish you all the best.